This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is Joy 94.9's Family Matters podcast, a light-hearted look at parenthood and rainbow families, sponsored by Berry Street. Did you know that Berry Street seeks members of our LGBTI communities to become foster carers? Not only do they have a proud tradition of training and embracing LGBTIQ carers, they officially support marriage equality. Learn more now at berrystreet.org.au, a proud Joy sponsor for over five years. Family Matters, would you believe? <laughs> Family Matters does karaoke. Well, we might have a love song and dedication episode coming up, I hope, Jess. Now, I we've hope. been, Gina, we've been on air, and you're all the lovely brains of our show. Am 70 I? episodes we've been on air for. Oh, my God. And did you know that one of the shows, we had a very, very fantastic co-presenter of one episode? Well, that co-presenter of that episode is here with us in studio. Supermom Joe Hurst, the author of The Fabulous. Gender Fairy. Oh, thank you very Hello, much. Supermom. <laughs> oh, Supermom. I don't know if my kids would agree with you there. And, and, and you weren't brought in just to keep an eye on Dave and Beck because I didn't trust them. No, oh, yeah. that, wasn't, that wasn't the plan at all, was And we've it? got Mama Mish back in the studio now Mama as well. Mish. I'm here, I'm here, yes. Mama Mish, very excited to have you, Mama Jo, here in the studio with us. Thank you so much for joining us on this very special episode. Oh, thank you for asking me for such a special, special episode. I'm a- absolutely honoured. I-, I don't know what parenting advice I'm going to be able to give you, <laughs> apart from run. <laughs> No, no, I'm just kidding, rum, I'm just kidding. Rum? Rum? Yes, rum. Rum, no rum, no, no rum, rum. Yeah. We, we have talked a lot about gin and ouzo thus far. Okay, so you've got all the important points there. Yes, how yep. to uh, settle myself before I settle the baby. <laughs> Clearly no alcohol. Now, Mama Mish, you're a mother of two. Yes. What's your secrets? To be honest, finding your inner calm. Like I, I've, I've been known as like the baby whisperer, so I'll just go and grab them. And sometimes they can just really detect your calmness. Oh, speed oh. down. So, yeah, and so I'm just like, it's, sometimes it's just, I've taken babies off of other dads who have been absolutely like rocking the baby and ready to go. <laughs> so I'm like, just give them to me, give them to me. Usa. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, that's, it's Aww. really just being calm. But yeah. the big thing for me where I remember, and, and, and it stands out so clearly, is I remember when they were born and they were put in my arms. And that will stay with you for the rest of your life. You just close your eyes and you just take yourself back there. Um, really scared. Apparently, they're really little. <laughs> they are. They're I, look, really little. Honestly, I was terrified. No, no. I, I was honestly terrified. I remember the, before I had my first baby thinking, am I going to love this baby as much as I love a puppy? Like, I, I, I love really, my puppy. I honestly no, had I'm no... worried about this. I, yeah, it's... it's, 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 it's Honestly, it's okay to feel that way. And don't put pressure on yourself. But when, when my first child was born, I just felt totally in love with him. But for some people, it takes time. So don't put pressure on yourself. That bond does grow yeah. over time. And if it's not instant, that's okay. And that's by the, okay. I think by the time the child's 30 or 40 years old, I think you would probably love it by then. You'll nail it. No. <laughs> I know you might be like me. Like as soon as the kid was born, both of them, especially my oldest, um, I was pretty much like a, a, a what do you call it, one of those uh, pacing lions. I was like, everyone kept coming in the room, and I'm like, get out, get out, get out, get out. Like, like, I was just like, everyone was touching the baby, and it was like, pass the parcel. So I am super excited that we've got Joe, the lovely Mama Joe Hurst, in the studio. We'll be back with her in just a sec. 
Welcome back to Family Matters. Are we back? What are we doing? We are back. Okay, great. So this is Mama Mish. I've got uh, producer Gina. We've got the lovely Beck and Mama Joe. Now, Joe, we've had an amazing announcement within our community. The tea is getting a bit of love today. Can you, you're a bit more, look, you're the mama, so please. Oh, it's wonderful news for, for families like mine with, with trans kids like mine. The family court. Um, Beck, help me out if I can. My hood, yep. <laughs> Your hood, Beck the lawyer. Uh, the, the family court have, have ruled that um, transgender teens, if they have the consent of parents and their doctors, can not have to go to court anymore for hormones, which is really, really exciting. That is... Now... Massive. That is very massive. That is massive. Now, for those playing at home who probably don't understand... Why this is so big. It's massive. Beck, can you explain this to us? Yeah, look, I'm going to do it in very simple terms, but there's two stages of treatment that um, transgender kids go through. The first stage is um, reversible, and they don't need court approval for that. But up until today, to get stage two treatment, which is irreversible, um, even if their parents agree, even if the doctors say it's right, um, they've had to go to the family court and have a judge say that it's okay for them to have that treatment. So it's a huge day because my take as a lawyer Mm. is that these kids are going through enough, let alone having Mm. to have a judge decide Mm. on top of that. And, Beck, you and I understand the court process, me because I love someone who's a lawyer, you because you live it. It's not done. You're in, an appointment is made. It is not that simple. It is not cheap and it is scary. Walking into a territory of a courtroom, for those who don't know it, is intimidating scary, and frightening. But it's also the very idea that you you don't get the same rights exactly. as other children. Mm. Like your brothers and sisters, they don't have to go to court yeah. to go through puberty. It's just wrong. So the, the, the idea that now my child won't... Ha- he doesn't know that he would ever have had yeah. to go mm. to court. And the idea of having to tell him that that was going to happen was horrifying me. And people don't... Like, and, to, and to really, really break it down is the stage one is the uh, hormone blockers. Mm which will kick in as soon as the, the child hits a certain stage of their beginning stages of, of the secondary or was puberty. Then it's that second stage that Australia is the, was the only, only country, country the in the world. only country in the world that you had to go to court. So, Joe, as a parent, you could not just go to your GP and say, I give permission for my child to go on this. They've already gone through their psychiatrist, mm. psychologist. Like any other like, medical treatment. Exactly. Mm, yeah. You had no rights over your own child. My child on, had no rights over their body. Exactly. And so... And that's just it. Like you didn't have a say, your child didn't have a say. We're the only country in the world that had this, and this has gone through today. That's why this is so damn important. I think it's such a huge day, and I think as lawyers, as you know, having worked on these cases, working in a firm that does these cases, um, it's look. They're one of actually the nice things we get to do because there's a happy ending for kids in them. But we just hate that we have to do them. Um, So I think even from you know speaking broadly from the legal profession, we were also relieved. And I think there's a lot of judges that were relieved that they don't have to make these. How many judges had come out and like were saying, why would we disagree with the medical experts that have given this advice? Mm. We'd seen reports from judges that had come out and said that publicly. Nobody wanted this in the courts, and I think. It was just looking for a way that we could work around the legal system to get this to work. Yeah. But, but you'd see all these like phenomenal costs that would be coming down. We would hear about like what it would cost for children to go to court to get these approvals. Yes, there's pro bonos, but not often you'd see that. And... But then you'd hear about these sorts of things. Yeah, and look, I have to say, we've always done it pro bono. Yeah, a lot yeah, of lawyers. Yeah. I have um, to yeah. say that that all of our kids have have had 
pro bono, we've been Which really, really lucky yeah. because otherwise, yeah. but it's the stress, it's the time. It's not just the financial cost, it's the it's, emotional it's the cost. Time. And, and the fact that puberty is catching up with mm. these kids and puberty blockers don't always work for a certain amount of time. Well, and and if your blocker stops working and you're going into puberty and your court case is, is not coming up, imagine the stress that that's putting on a child. I know, Mish, you and I were talking about this. Marriage equality outcome was relief. This outcome was excitement. This exactly. was something. I, I want people to come up and say congratulations. Yeah. This is news worth celebrating well, because this is, this, is mm. this is life-saving news for our children. Our community as yeah. a trans community needed this. Yeah. After what happened with the yes vote, there were so many of us who just felt left going, okay, so now this is done. You can go get yeah. married and now do your thing. Are you going to wave our flag yeah, too? Totally. And that's where we're going, mm-hmm. okay, where do we go from here? So yeah. now, look, and so to break down the process of a trans woman who goes, I have to go see my, uh, see my GP. I go see a psychiatrist. After so many sessions, the psychiatrist then writes me a letter. I go and get onto my, you know, cross-sex hormones. What are the processes now for the children? Where does this go from here and how do the processes change? Uh, they are led by their doctor. So it, it just... They're treated by their doctors like anybody else. However, if two parents do not agree, these cases are still going to have to go to court. And also cases where children are in foster care Mm. are still probably going to have to go to court. And and this is where we still have a lot of work to do. And I have to say, like you were saying, Michelle, um, we do need to focus more on trans rights. Marriage equality is a wonderful thing. And and also this judgment today is a wonderful thing. But we need so much more. This is just the start. You know what we saw in the marriage equality debate had nothing to do with marriage. Who was thrown under the bus were our trans and gender diverse youth and our rainbow families. That's right. It had not the debate that was thrown at us had nothing to do with whether I could marry someone else. And that's what angered Mm. us and that's what upset and frustrated us. And I'm still angry. I'm still furious. Yeah, Magda Zabanski said something that really resonated with me. She said they threw so much mud hoping some of it would stick. And you know what? Some does. And now we have to work at unsticking that mud. All of us have to work. All of us have to work at that. You know me. I... I, I, I constantly just, I smile. I'm always trying to find a way to find some humor. And I'll still smile and find a way to find humor in every little thing we do. And I do take everything very serious. And not many people actually, you know, understand that the humor is my way of just... I know, it's that know? self-deprecating humor. Yeah. You and I have both been caught cool yeah, 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 on yeah. that. But the thing is, is what's happened for me since the yes vote, up until even to this now as well, I'm actually... I'm feeling more angry and I'm feeling yeah. more hurt. And, and part of me is reason, part of the reason why I, I buggered off to the States was I was sick of it. I was yeah. sick of the yes vote. I, and I really couldn't watch. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I just had, I had to disconnect and go eat fried chicken. Well, because yeah. I think trans people were really left behind, you they know, were. like there was this Absolutely. whole kind of um, movement that really left the trans community behind. Look, and they were the one, as we said, being thrown in front of the bus by some of those hideous campaigns mm. that were at all those television ads. We know exactly, Joe. you probably got more publicity <laughs> for the gender fairy, which can I say, on a positive mm, note, well. I have a copy of the gender fairy in the book bookshelf that I have made for my newborn oh, and I'm that's so beautiful. <laughs> looking forward to I will reading. come and read it to your child oh, when they're old enough to not, understand. Actually, no, you know no. what? I'll send you a copy of my new book. <laughs> oh, even, even better. But that makes me excited to know that is there. That yeah, is there I'm, in my child's new bookshelf. As is introducing Teddy. They are Yeah, that's gifts. a lovely book. They brother. are gorgeous yeah. books. But unfortunately, you got more, you know. Well, let's just say. Is it good publicity or bad? No, all publicity just, is not good publicity, exactly. unfortunately. 
definitely. Yeah. But when it comes to the trans community as well, as a parent of a trans child, and I and I and as, as a trans adult, I in a lot of ways I, I want to apologize to many of the parents because you don't have many examples as trans. Uh, adults to have your child look up to because most of the statistics when you look at it in trans community as a parent looking at your child comes out you kind of go well great my child is facing a a rising number of trans rates trans murder rates around the world my Mm -hmm. child's facing a chance of prostitution my child's facing a chance of unemployment Uh, me as a trans person when it comes to dating i probably to be honest is the honest truth I'll probably end up being single for the rest of my life because of this situation, because there's a lack of understanding. And so these are the things that these kids have to go through. But then to throw that court case on top yeah. of these kids, mm. you're going, Jesus, this, this, is, this is not a great mm. start. And that's why I'm so excited. Recently, we and we mentioned it here, ABC did the Day of the Girl. And one of the one of the shows that was oh, shown included Evie. And it was yeah. just beautiful. The telling, first time oh. a trans actor has been cast in a trans yes. role mm. in Australia. And they did it so beautifully and so it sensitively. Done really, yeah. done really well. Evie was fantastic. Evie's just, and I actually mm, ran into. Star. <laughs> the uh, director and producer of that TV <gasps> show, you? yes, at a conference recently, where I fangirled Rose Troche to you know absolute extreme. But I ran into her, and she was saying how Evie was just an absolute natural. They so loved Evie, her. Yeah, she's got a big career ahead you, of her. That, that girl was the word. And you know what? It's not about being trans. No, it's no. about being a really good actor. Exactly. Yeah. She has got a great career mm. ahead of her. Exactly, and, that's, and that's it's not marvelous. about being trans. It, yeah, exactly. And, and I love that. Is a role model for for other kids mm. to see people like Evie at that age. That is amazing yeah, to see fantastic. someone like Evie at that age representing the same way Georgie Stone is representing mm. for other kids. So mm. there was slowly there's these so kids many young people coming up through the yes. through the ranks, yeah. and it gives me uh, such a wonderful feeling yeah. to see all these kids. And look, a lot of us, the, us older trans folk, we haven't given. Um, a good representation. We haven't given the chance to give a good representation. So the next generations that are coming through, like the under 25s that are all starting to really shine and grow mm. and, and, and make names. Uh, I'm in a lot of ways, even though I'm looking down, I'm, I'm looking up to some of them as well because, um, you know, super exciting, you know, every generation I, I notice is very different. There's, there's, you know, the teenagers now don't know what it was like to be what it's like for the primary age children now. Mm. And the primary age children now will not know like what it's like for the ones being born now. It, it, it's changing so rapidly. Oh, look, and even myself, when I came out, you know, all my examples were, were a bunch of folks who were older, who had teenage to 20 year old, um, you know, children are, are older mm. and, and they're, you know, near retirement age or, or whatever. And I, to find another trans parent who's in their thirties, mm. who's got mm. children who are under teenage years. But you are here on I'm Family Matters being a role model for other exactly. trans parents. And that, yeah. that's the goal. That's the exactly. hope for us to be better role models for other people out there. Now, before we do cut to the ads, we were saying Beck that some kids will still need to go and see lawyers in certain situations. What is the best steps for a family? 20 words or less. How well, can look, they get help? Because I know Sarah and Nichols Law Firm are great supporters in this space. Absolutely. So at Nichols Family Lawyers, we pride ourselves on this yeah. kind of work. So um, please get in contact with us because as Joe said, even if, um, you know, the doctors agree and all those sorts of things, there's going to be cases where yeah. we're going to have to work with parents who don't agree on the treatment for their children. And that's the mediation stuff that you guys would do in the Absolutely. Yeah. But going to court if you need to because those cases are still going to exist because it's not uncommon common for parents to disagree about yeah. um, this. But look, hopefully for the vast majority of kids, this is a really good thing. But my awesome. question on that, though, is at what age 
does the child have the legal right to make that decision without both parents? Mm. Like, 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 still- like right now, my kids, like if my oldest, even though I'm like, I'm going through divorce and I've got a child who's 11 at a certain age, she can decide where she wants to live. Yeah, Look, what is that? Age? Technically, parents have um, authority, for want of a better word, their children to their 18. Okay. And that's yeah. the same in foster care because yeah. the foster carers, as we've interviewed here, yeah. the minute that kid is 18 is no longer in their care, which Correct. is sometimes heartbreaking when we meet these long, and mostly we've met long-term foster dads that, yeah, they've they're no longer the carers of these children. Yes, they still stay connected with them, but 18 is the is the cutoff there. Mm. But look, we will be coming back with a little bit more lovely Italian mama Jochhurst just after this. Ah, molto bene. You are listening to Family Matters here on Joy 94.9. As we mentioned at the top of the hour, we are breaking for holidays, so hence why you've got us for two hours and we give you some fabulous unsolicited parenting advice from some Big expert parents here. We've brought in all the experts, and with us right now is the gorgeous Mama Joe Hurst. Welcome back, Mama. Thanks, Gina. I just want to say, I think one of your biggest issues is going to be Greek grandparents. Can I just say that? I know. Yeah. Yes. How are they coping? Um, look, you know, and I'd love to say it was seamless that when Greek <laughs> parents find out, you know what, my mum really took it hard when I came out. Okay. Right? So I didn't expect for her to be okay when I said, and now your lesbian daughter is going to have a baby. Are you kidding? You're having a baby. Thank you. <laughs> so here was mum who rushed me to the GP when I was 16 to get me fixed when I came out. Not Didn't deal with that well. Say the word child. Oh, my God. Yeah. She just was so excited. She was, well, not threatening, but she wants to quit her job so that she can stay home and raise this baby. See, I understand this. Okay, because my (laughs) mum. I love your nonna. My my mum is Italian, a nonna, right? So I grew up with a nonna and my kids have a nonna. There is nothing more important in my mum's life than her (laughs) grandchildren. So I I know that when we're in the hospital, (laughs) she grabbed my newborn baby off my husband. and said, give him to me, I'll stop him crying, like literally out of his arms. And it's been like that ever since. So I I think, and and the biggest problem is boundaries. Is it? With Italian and Greek grandparents. Uh, Yeah. Start getting your boundaries. Oh, my God. (laughs) But you've got to love them. Look, some unsolicited Mm. parenting advice. So I've gone to some of those LGBTI birth classes and they've actually said, and I've sat there going, actually, that's a brilliant idea. Don't tell anyone the correct date of when the baby is due. Give yourself a couple of days and don't answer the door. Pretend you're not home. I'm thinking that's Gina. That's, that is yes. not going to work. Your mother, <laughs> yeah, will have a sixth sense about this baby. She will. I'm sorry. And you think you can hide you know, anything? I know, your from fridge a... will be stacked full of food. If I don't and call you'll... every day at one o'clock, yeah. the yeah. phone is yeah. ringing. My mum. But goes, you know what? Wrong? You are going to be so grateful yes, for her. Exactly. I could not exactly. have got through yep. the my children being so young without my mum, honestly. Okay, we're ethnic. Mm-hmm, we Steph are. is kind of looking at, look, you're fabulous I'm at jealous. this because you you research this stuff for your work. Ah. But we have some weird traditions. You have Cornuto, we have the evil eye. Oh, yeah. Did you have to follow those things? Look, I didn't. Okay. There's a lot of things I didn't do. <laughs> Uh, thank goodness, you know. Because Nonna when, would have been upset had you when not my done well, some of these you know, when I was born because I was a girl when I yeah. was six weeks old, my bis <gasps> Nonna held me down <gasps> on the dining room table and pierced my ears. Oh, so, 
Thank, no, I was the only one of my cousins not to pierce when I thought I had a, da- a baby daughter. Yeah. I was the only one that didn't pierce my child's ears. Thank goodness. Yes. So now that's something irreversible. <laughs> so there's a whole lot of traditions that I didn't follow. There's a few that I I know naturally I will. I think it's mm. just the Greek in me. I think it's, it's more it's cultural. Superstition. I it think. is superstition yeah. more than it is faith. Mm. And you know, my niece and nephew to this day dress themselves with a singlet inside out to ward off the evil eye. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Friends of mine will wear red because that attracts, and that's a Croatian superstition yeah. to ward off the evil. I'm eye. not going to tell you what I do because I'm embarrassed. Um, but yeah, I we we wear we wear a blue eye so the baby will have you know. And we wear a blue mati, which is mm-hmm. an eye to, again, ward off the evil eye. Mm. All these crazy, kooky kind of things. I've also, another bit of an unsolicited parenting advice is apparently you never leave babies' clothes or children's clothes out overnight um, to dry oh, no, on I don't the line. Know that one. Okay. I, I don't know why, but apparently it's important. Okay. For, uh, well, I wasn't for me, allowed I to buy any before the baby was born. Oh. No, that was a big thing. But I, I did read your Facebook post the other day where you were talking about what Greek parents <laughs> say in public. <laughs> I can relate to this. And I kid you not, those if you understand the literal translations of some of those things, it yeah. does, it is, I will slaughter you. I will, you know, yeah. rip your head off and tear your hair out. Yeah. But it's kind of said in a loving way. Well, like I, we quite- have the same thing and I didn't realise that, that, you know, my, my grandparents will hold their hand up like this and you can't see because I'm on radio, but I'm holding my hand up as though I'm about to slap you, saying, Manada, which is short for Manada, Pisha, Gani. It's like me sleeping with the fishes at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> and I thought that was perfectly normal to be told off like that. Oh, of and, course and Until the godfather came out. It's showing my age, so... <laughs> And this is this this is the language that would be used when it's you were literally perfectly learned. normal yep. language. Okay. And now I do it to my children. I'm like, oh, oh, I'm a natcha. But at least it's they in think another it's language. hilarious. Like people, you know, oh, they know what it means. They well, yeah, but I mean, but I mean, the people <laughs> around you don't. So you yeah, know. this is true. So I can say it to them in public, and they just don't have a clue. So what was some of the most annoying advice you were probably given? And you oh, don't have to. You know what? Any advice? Because I think yeah. the best thing is that people will give you lots and lots of advice. Do what's right for you. Yeah. I think that's the best advice. You, everyone has their own way of doing things. Do what works for you. I have heard one bit of advice that I actually think is marvellous and I will be taking this on. Um, a new mum had said to myself that people will come over and they'll all ask you, how can I help? How can I help? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she said, the thing you need to do, she goes, you're going to have so many things you're unable to do. She goes, get a whiteboard. All those things, fold this okay. laundry, do this or, yep. or, you know, whatever is that task mm-hmm. that you're just not going to be able to do, add it to the whiteboard. So when somebody does come over and asks, how can I help? Oh, don't worry, your mum will be there I was doing going it. to say, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you'll need any additional help with but that's the Greek nonas. Let's yeah. give that I advice to be, others. Yeah. Yeah. Make a whiteboard list and that way if a guest comes, you can politely go, actually, that's lovely. There's a list over there. Pick whichever item you'd like and they can do one of those. I'm thinking, you know, there is some plastering in one of the spare rooms that I could lo- I'd love somebody Excellent. to do. There are some lights and probably uh, smoke detectors that need changing. Mm-hmm. I'm too short. I'm adding these things to a list. Do, do you know what? I think you are underestimating yourself <laughs> and your partner because I think you're both super organised people yeah, and you'll be surprised. <laughs> it's, you know, it, it, it's it's crazy and busy but it's so much fun and it's, you know. Fun. She said fun. It's jo, fun. You're yeah. looking at me and fun. looking at her like, what are you talking yeah. about? Oh, look, it is. It's, it's so beautiful. much fun. It is. It's special it is. and it never happens again and it's gone in the blink of an yeah, eye. Exactly. Yeah. Well, who should I be trusting? 
Because that's the thing. I saw my mum with my nieces and nephews and the advice she was delivering <laughs> yeah. was 1970s Well, I'll tell you what. Child rearing. Yeah. My, kind of has gone yeah. out. Yeah, that's not safe. Some of the things that my nonna and my mum told me, no. I mean, for God's <laughs> sake. I mean, my Sleep nonna. Sleep on their tummy. My no. nonna sent my mum to school with garlic in her belly button, <laughs> raw garlic, because she had a stomachache taped into her belly button. I mean, you know. Oh. No. Oh. No. Listen to your maternal health nurse. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, that is great advice, yeah. I would I say. Have, let's just say I've got this thing in my wrist that I think wouldn't creak the way it creaks had my parents just taken me to, and I was probably three, mm. um, should have gone to a hospital. Instead, they brought a maya, and that's a witch doctor, yeah. over to the house when I yeah. busted my wrist. So, yes. So that's what my biznona was in the Sicilian yeah. village. That was oh. her job. So they thought they knew everything <laughs> about Love medicine. Yeah. No, the maternal <laughs> nurse is wonderful and and. Neutral. They're Switzerland. So when your yeah. mum's giving you advice that you don't want to hear, just ring them and. Yeah. But then I've also heard that they can sometimes be a bit intense in their advice. I was lucky. I had a good one. You had a good one? Yeah. You're I probably thinking one. of the breastfeeding nurses. Yes, I've heard. <laughs> yeah. they, there's, yeah. a, there's a few strict uh, yeah. do this, do that. No? Yeah, yes. I just stick with a maternal health nurse. You'll be right. And I'll be right. And if you have a mother's group, sometimes that you hit the right one and they're lovely. Yeah. Yeah, if you're really lucky. Steph, I think you mentioned you had a good mother's group. I had a good mother's group in Sydney with my first and then when I had my second that just kind of flowed on because we were all sort of having second around the same time. But then I had my third many years later here in Melbourne and the maternal nurse said, you know there are specialised mother's groups for older mothers and I was so offended. No. Yes. That I was just like no. Steph, how it. old were you? I was forty. Oh, <laughs> we were all age. that age I know, in our mother's I know. group. But anyway, so so I didn't attend mother's group in Melbourne and I was new to Melbourne and it probably would have been the best thing, but I was so offended that I, I oh. would have been offended too. I know, I know. So anyway, so well, speaking she of offended, my mother's group. speaking of offended, I have been reading um, some. I've been going to the books because apparently books is where all the answers are right and not. Oh, social I'd be media. careful about books. Yeah, too. I well, would too. Yeah, I, I gave up the self help books. Me too. You know what? There is a book here called Advice to the Wife, and on this chapter <laughs> on raising your child, because we gender everything, don't we? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that really annoys me. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in a sec. This book here, Advice to a Wife, would like to tell mothers, new mothers, to not poison the baby with anger. Breast milk. Oh, please. Yes, I kid you not. This is true because, you know, and it's basically blaming angry mothers for causing colic in their babies. So, you know, basically anything that, any worried thoughts, you're going to pass on to your child. Rubbish. Well, my grandmother, not my mother, but my grandmother told me when I was breastfeeding my first son that that one breast um, provided sweet milk and one breast provided savoury milk because I was having trouble feeding with both breasts. And she said, oh, that's because one... I was... Like, oh, I don't think that's true. Oh, but no. she was absolutely convinced about it. You know, and she was in her late, her late seventies. That's then. Ins- yeah. <laughs> oh God. Well, lucky I'm not breastfeeding because I'd be drinking gin, and we've already covered gin. <laughs> did you? Did you have any of that? So we Uzo, we put on the gums too for teething. Is there an uh, Italian homemade? I didn't Vinoy let equivalent? anything like that happen. I just uh, no. I, I I made sure I kept mum and nonna at arms because they will do that for that stuff. kind of stuff. They will rub a child with. Um, I was rubbed. Oh. C- continue. I mean, you will put out baby oil in the hot Sydney sun. Methylated <laughs> spirits. You know the Greeks and Windex in my big fat no, Greek I wedding. Didn't know, no, no, we use methylated spirits on everything because really? apparently that's going to break everything, not paracetamol. God forbid you give a child paracetamol. 
hideous, frightening. Hmm. Any last tips oh. for any parents out there, Mama Joe? What would you reckon? Just Especially this gendering thing. Oh, look. It's, it, it's, I would say just... You know what, you'll find you can't really fight your child much on what they want to wear. Yeah. Just give them lots of choices of toys and clothes. Just yeah. let them choose and give them lots of choices. Let toys be It doesn't be mean, toys. You, yeah, let toys yeah. be toys and clothes let clothes be clothes. be clothes and let books be books. And that's the thing. I know I'm a butch lesbian and I've already been warned not to buy a denim on denim outfit for this child. You know what? If you have a princess little girl, there'll be nothing you can do about it. Nothing. Exactly right. You should see, my niece will only wear skirts, she's four, only wear skirts and skirts that twirl, nothing else. Well, that's the thing. There's nothing you can do about it. There is a photo and I think I actually put it up on our Family Matters page, me in kindergarten wearing denim on denim. There you go. I was four years old. Kids know what they want. It's innate. Kids know And my mother to this day, well, not to this day, she has improved, but when I came out, she blamed me being a lesbian because I never wore dresses. She might have been right. (laughs) But um, coming up next, we have um, some other great parents. We have the wonderful Commissioner coming in to give me some uh, commissioning advice or maybe baby advice, one or the other. You're listening to Family Matters on Joy 94.9. You've been listening to Joy 94.9's Family Matters podcast, a light-hearted look at parenthood and rainbow families, sponsored by Berry Street. Did you know that Berry Street seeks members of our LGBTI communities to become foster carers? Not only do they have a proud tradition of training and embracing LGBTIQ carers, they officially support marriage equality. Learn more now at berrystreet.org.au, a proud Joy sponsor for over five years. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.